What's up, everybody, and welcome to part three of episode 14 of VGM Generations. I'm Mike Posbon, and with me, as always, is Aaron Blauchuk. What's up, Mike? <laughs> and Jordan Belinsky. Grumble, grumble. <laughs> <laughs> and in this series of episodes, we are talking about Zelda because it is Zelda month. It is Breath of the Wild month. It is Switch month, and we're all playing it. And we're all loving it, so we decided to that's all dedicated the whole month to Zelda. Yeah. But not Breath of the Wild. We can't talk about it. No. We're trying. So yeah, we're we're all in like heightened spoiler, no spoiler mode. So we're trying not to spoil it for each other. Uh Jordan was telling me him and Aaron, they sit next to each other at work and have just been having covert conversations. No, I like it's like we try and like suss out where the other person, what they've seen and what they've seen before you can talk about it. I swear everyone that sits around us at work is listening to us have non-conversations <laughs> that have no meaning or detail very yeah. vague so vague that it's like you two just stop talking yeah. i want to talk about this thing that happened by this hill and maybe there a was character a tree <laughs> yeah. and an apple yeah <laughs> and yeah. that's all i'm gonna say terrible conversations yeah yeah but you're, we're all so excited we just want to talk about it it's like i'm in this state where i constantly want to like devour all the zelda information i can but don't want to spoil a single thing like my yeah. brain tells me you want to read about Zelda all day, yeah. but I can't because I uh, I was on media blackout for, <laughs> for this such game a long for time, years, yeah. so I don't want to know anything. It's all a surprise. So this podcast would be perfect for you because we're talking about Zelda, but not Breath of the Wild. Yes, exactly. Right. I would <laughs> we, listen to us. You should too. I would too. Maybe I will. <laughs> Just tell your friends to listen. That's the point <laughs> we're trying to make here. <laughs> but uh, it is Aaron's turn to go first this week, so go ahead, Aaron. What do you got for us? Zelda. Hold on. I'm talking about Zelda. Wow. Which one in particular? Yeah. Which one in particular? I'm actually, you could say which ones in particular, because I'm talking about two Zelda games that are actually one Zelda game, which uh-huh. is a weird, weird thing. I'm talking about the Oracle games for the Game Boy Color. So that was Oracle of Ages and Oracle... Oracle of Ancients? Oracle Ages. Ages. Oracle of Ages. <laughs> <laughs> Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, which were Game Boy Color games. Yes. And they came out very late in the uh, in the Game Boy Color life cycle. I think, you know, the Game Boy Advance was just on the horizon. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. just about to hit. And that was the year, let me go to my notes, of 2001. Yeah, so, that is late. Yeah. Super late. Yeah, that was because 2001 was also the launch of the GameCube, I believe. So and that the, sounds right. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was was that the same year the Game Boy Advance came out? I think it might have been. It was close because yeah. the, the GameCube had the Game Boy player. Yeah. Or the Game Boy the, Advance yeah, player, And the Game Boy Advance yeah. predated, yeah. I think, the GameCube by just a bit. Okay. You would know that was your that was yeah, your time. Exactly. That was my tour is I actually started working for Nintendo in 2001 on the GameCube launch. So that was the launch year. And okay. I remember going to training for that launch, which was uh, I can't remember the exact month, but we went to a training session where we were actually playing early prototypes of the GameCube. And at that session, we also played the Game Boy Advance, which I think had been out for at least several months at that point. Were they calling played- it? The Dolphin back then? No, not only were they calling it the Dolphin, but the prototype system that they brought in, which was a big metal box with like dials and stuff on it, had a picture of a dolphin on it. Actually, oh, cool. yeah, like they, it didn't say dolphin, but there was a picture of a dolphin like on a little sort of decal that they, was on there. The chips inside the GameCube to this day, they they say dolphin mm-hmm. in, in some form. So that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, but also it was in the dying days, but in 2001, um, they released these two Zelda games simultaneously, and the weird thing about these games is they were also not 
developed by Nintendo. Oh, that was my next question. Yeah, yeah. which, you know, of course, as we know from the previous podcast where we talked about Philips <laughs> and them getting their hands on the Zelda franchise and this how they a, managed to, like, mangle <laughs> it horribly into the... Better, a better uh, tale of... Oh, yeah. Non, oh, God. Non-Nintendo like, development. Well, the original... The story with this is is that originally this, this team at Capcom, they were uh, tasked with doing a port of the original Legend of Zelda. But it was quite difficult, like adapting it for the different screen aspect, and they didn't want to do like scrolling and all this kind of stuff. And it was it was very difficult. And part of the team was doing this, and the other part wanted to build like original Zelda content. So and so many things changed over the course of them developing this port that it eventually just sort of morphed into this entirely new project, which became the Oracle games. But originally it was a Triforce series of games based on wisdom, courage, and power, the three Triforce. And there were going to be three games together. At release at the same time, but the complexities of making them all work together were too much, and it eventually became two. Because the thing about this game is that they actually use the link cable functionality to talk to each other. So you could play them in any order. So you could play Ages first or Seasons first, and the story from one was sort of not just carry over, but influence the second story as well. And once you had beat both games, there was like an epilogue story where you would actually beat, like fight the true boss of what was going on. So it's like just playing one didn't actually give you the final outcome. You had to play and beat both of them to get the true ending. Kind of reminds me of the Pokemon mechanic where you yeah. need to play both to get all the Pokemon. Is that how it Yeah, because yeah, only certain versions yeah, have yeah. it. And there was even a trading mechanic between these two where you'd trade like rings and stuff of power that oh, would give really? you different effects. So hmm. you could actually, it had a Pokemon mechanic where you could trade with your buddy to get these like special power-ups and stuff like that that would That's give you cool. an advantage in the game. And first of all, the Oracle Ages and Seasons games had an awesome art style. I can't remember the name of the artist, but there was a longtime Nintendo artist who did all the stuff for this. And it was done in this sort of old school, um, link to the past kind of Zelda 2 almost style. It's the same style that has recent, more recently carried through into A Link Between Worlds. So it's that sort of like long-haired Link, big long sideburns, yeah. you know, very anime style. Also carried into Breath of the Wild, the long sideburns. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's a very like anime-inspired thing. And yeah. there's even like a, a, a recently a, a Link Between Worlds figure that was based on, yep. on the series as well. I don't know uh, much at all about these games, but um, I do remember the art style very, it just it's so distinct and it's, it's so cool. It is cool. It's absolutely cool. And even like the games themselves had like a little sort of animated uh, intro in them with like that art style. Oh, where really? Link's awesome. riding a pona like across like a ridge and he stops and rears the horse up and you get to see him like in the art style. And it was really, really well done. Yeah, that's and awesome. I, want, so, I wanted to jump in just because you talked about where Capcom started and where they sort of jump into this series. Where does the Minish Cap fit in with this? Because you mean like technically, or well, did Cap, did Capcom not develop the Minish Cap? In my understanding, that no, they didn't. They didn't. I, I, but I mean, I could I be think wrong. That's if, a Nintendo if, game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Nintendo. I don't think like okay. Capcom's involvement. I think pretty much started and ended with just with the, the Ages and Seasons games. Okay, which is weird because uh, oh no, is so they right? were Capcom was the developer. Capcom was the developer of Minish Cap. Yep. Because which I, is funny because go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say. Aside from the cool art style in Minish Cap, yeah. I actually didn't really like the game all that much. Yeah, and Minish Cap, I played. I started playing it. I'm, I didn't stop because I didn't like it. I just, life got in the way. But yeah. I played that one, and I, I swore Capcom developed it. Yeah, well, that's funny that I, because I didn't know that. And I beat Minish Cap. Like, I own it. I've beat it. But it's super 
non-memorable for me. It yeah. was one of those ones that sort of like played and it just kind of flushed away. I actually okay. did the same thing as Jordan. I started and then stopped and, you know, it wasn't the same thing. Life, I didn't stop because I didn't like it, but life got in the yeah. way and then I never was drawn back to it, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't get hooked in that first few, few you know, yeah. Yeah, minutes of gameplay. Ages and seasons, like had great story, had great characters. It borrowed a lot of characters from even like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And it was all done on the Game Boy Color. So it was all done in a very um, Link's Awakening sort of style. And Link's Awakening is an important Zelda game to me. That's the game that kind of got me back into Zelda after a huge long gap because I never had a Super Nintendo. I never played Link to the Past. So oh. I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember the day I bought Link's Awakening was that, you know, I played Zelda 1 and Zelda 2 and I'd kind of fallen out. We became a Genesis, a Sega family. Yep. So I kind I of fallen, like. I've fallen out with it. <laughs> I, don't know then, if it's, I don't know if it's fair for you to, to claim that Twilight Princess is your favorite Zelda <laughs> if you haven't played Link to oh, the Past. Oh, I've played you Link played to the Past since, yeah. many times since. Okay, like, okay. I, and there's a story there too in that Late in the life cycle of the Super Nintendo, I was in Toys R Us and they were still selling, they're selling very few games at the time. Like yeah. Super Nintendo was out essentially, yeah. but they were still selling um, Link, Link to, to the, the past. past. Yeah. And I bought it, but yeah. I didn't own a Super Nintendo. Yeah. I owned the game and oh. it, it was weird for me to, it was weird for me to actually do that because it was kind of like, I'm going to buy this and maybe eventually at some point One in the day, future, yeah. I yeah. will do it. And I, I actually... Like years and years later in high school, I had borrowed, I borrowed a Super Nintendo off a friend and had played it then. And cool. since then I've bought, I own a Super Nintendo as well. So yeah. I've played it, obviously. <laughs> I don't have the big, I don't have the big like veil of nostalgia associated with yeah. that. And it is a masterpiece. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic game. Yeah. But I'd still have a better association with Link's Awakening than I do Link to the Past. Like Link's Awakening is very much like it in a lot of ways, yep. but it's still its own unique thing. Yeah, And uh, I remember the day that I bought Link's Awakening is I remember going to Toys R Us and I remember just looking at the shelf. I had money from like a new job that I'd had or something like that or I had my own money anyway and I was just... Burning a hole in your pocket. And I was browsing, <laughs> looking through the games and I remember seeing the gold cover and I'm like, yeah. Zelda, I recognize that. I remember Zelda. It was important to me at one time. I need to get this. And I remember like sitting in the back of the car, driving home and like staring intently at the <laughs> box. Super excited. I, I wasn't let down. Like that is a fantastic game. And I may even... Uh, talk about that music later in, in a further episode of, this, of Zelda month. But Oracle of ages and seasons. Very, very well done. Done. Kudos to Capcom for pulling off like great mechanics, great story, very colorful, lots of fun. The whole link mechanic just worked. They great. got, they got Zelda. They, they understood. Got it. They Zelda. did it right. Like yeah. it, it stands toe to toe with any other Zelda game in the series. It certainly belongs within there. So good on Capcom for doing that. And uh, the composers in that were um, Kiyohiro Sada and Minako Adachi. And they were actually from a third-party company called Pure Sound, who actually composed the music. Okay. And, of course, in the grand tradition of old Very style. much not a Nintendo game. Yeah, <laughs> weird, huh? Yeah. But in the old style of, uh, of video games, they had uh, nicknames for, them, for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So we had, <laughs> You're like the nickname guy. <laughs> yeah. But I love that. I love when a game yeah, no, has, just awesome. has like, the fantastic. nickname, right? So um, uh, Kyohiro Sada became Kyopi, and Minako Adachi became Emadachi. Or maybe they pronounce it Madachi. Madachi, yeah. Emadachi. So um, the song that I'm talking about is... It, the version that I have is credited as being called Pirates Gids, or Jij. Yeah. Which is like, I guess, French word that means jig. So we'll yeah. just call it a Pirates pirate jig. gig. Uh, pirates jig, just for the... Simplicity's sake, right? Yes. <laughs> so in the games, and it, they're in both, is there's these characters called the Pyrations. 
and they're like skeleton pirates. There's yeah. their captain is this bombastic, colorful guy, big pirate hat and a hook, and he's like a stealthos. I don't remember if he's a parrot, <laughs> but he's he's just a stalfos, essentially, a big skeleton. Okay. Yeah. Who um dresses up like a pirate. And yeah. he's a very awesome <laughs> and colorful character. And the Pirations have their own theme, and that theme always stuck with me. It stood out as being this like jazzy kind of like toe tapping, finger snapping kind of tune, right? And it was even unusual in, in the context of the game. It, it was one of those sort of earworms that just gets in your head and you kind of want to like bop along with it. Yeah. This yeah. little jig, which is very ap- appropriate for, you know, pirates jig. And the Pirations were in both ages and seasons in different roles. I think in one they were like in their ship and they were sailing around and they were like stuck in a storm in one. And in another one, their ship was like stuck halfway in the underworld and halfway in the above world. In one of the games, I That's think That's a it was, weird place to yeah, be. <laughs> in one of the games, I think it was seasons, there was this race called the Subrosians and they lived below the earth and they were kind of like these little Jawas, these little hooded characters who dig ore and they live below the earth. But half of the pirate ship was stuck below the earth and you had to, you had to help the uh, Pirations get out. So anyway, okay. uh, anyway, this is the theme that is associated with them whenever you talk to the Pirations. This is the Pirates Jig and we're going to have a little treat for you also after we play the uh, theme. another pirate song <laughs> did i pick oh, yeah. what, what did i pick a pirate song like no, every month you find some way to talk about talk, talk pirates, pirates or, yeah work pirates in your I, I don't think i've, well, I've noticed that because i've even just, i've like, even made conscious i've made this joke like months ago too yeah, i'm like you always talk about pirates do i, I don't. Yeah. if there's a game and there's a pirate level that's what you're going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think well, I know shantae's Mon- curse shantae's, shantae's curse uh, you Mon- talked monkey to island monkey island oh yeah yeah and that's just off the top of our head yeah <laughs> yeah you're but yeah you're always trying to sprinkle a little bit it's like me and mario kart 8 yeah. right like, but that's <laughs> here that's that's like totally subconscious is i don't actually consider myself to be like a ridiculous pirate fan i i 
I like pirates. I think you like pirate music. <laughs> I like, and like. I like pirates more than maybe, maybe I just don't think about it, but what I like pirates old, a lot more than I What was the old on. fight that used to be? It was pirates or ninjas, I yeah. believe it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so you're, you're on the pirate oh, yeah, side. Oh, I'm clearly on the pirate side. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe that comes from my love from the Disneyland ride, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, that which is probably sense. the genesis of everything, which, of course, is the inspiration for Monkey Island as well. So, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, pirates are great. So that's all I got to say. <laughs> pirates, pirates, pirates. Not going to argue. <laughs> that's actually, yeah, that's really funny. I didn't even think about that. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> well, because as soon as you said pirates, I laughed in my head. I'm like, here comes the pirates again. What? <laughs> I, now I need to go back and look through songs because I don't remember like talking about pirates in any like No, you, I, I would say at least way. three other times you've talked about pirates <laughs> minimum. Yeah. All right. Well, I get it on Monkey Island for sure. So, yeah, you know. that's awesome. And, you know. I do love pirate music. It's very, <laughs> yeah. very catchy. So what's this uh, special treat you have So for us? the special treat that we have is actually a remix of the same song. And this was done by uh, my good friend and our very own uh, podcaster occasionally, uh, Norm Gearart. Yeah, so. super fan. Yeah. I like to call him VGM Generation super fan, yeah. Norm Gearart. <laughs> so Norm, you'll probably actually hear this. So I'm going to feature you on this podcast yeah. because you did a great remix of the uh, Pyrations theme, just called the Pyrations. You can actually view it on YouTube. As well, and uh, it's basically, I think the genesis behind this was that uh, it's a very catchy song, and it's kind of got this like part in it where it uh, starts up with this like sort of very like percussive beat, this like kind of like a snap almost, and it's like snapping of fingers. So I yeah. think the genesis of that was Norm wanted to do something that had like this awesome finger snapping in it, <laughs> toe tapping, <laughs> finger snapping, pyrations theme. Yeah. So and it's uh, just a little short sort of goes through the loop I think just once so this is a remix by Norm of the Pyrations theme You know, you've got to, if you're doing a song with skeletons, you have to do a xylophone. Yeah. Like that is, that is it. It goes back to like the old Disney cartoons where you're doing a rib cage and like, yeah, you're yeah. playing all the rib cage and you cage, get xylophone so. sound. Yeah. So this has got like finger snapping and xylophone, and you're right. Like it absolutely has a band. God, this, could, vibe. this could been, this could have been ripped out of banjo yeah. or like, or in the new, uh, what is it? Uh, Oh God! What's the oh, new game um, called? Ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That game. That look. Is that game out? No. Soon, real it's soon. It's really soon, right? Yeah. yeah. People are already reviewing it. Oh yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because I won't be playing it for a long time. <laughs> so, did you mention how people can find his YouTube video or YouTube channel? What, what's his name on YouTube? Do you know? <laughs> oh, it put me on the spot. Oh yeah. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember if it's actually just his name, but it could be his online handle, Northern Crux, as well. I believe Norm has more than one YouTube account. Uh, and I'm not sure which one this is. <laughs> Talk about his other one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, let's throw that out there too. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Norm has another channel uh, called Super Salt Mine, on which he uh, does unboxing videos, like just ridiculous unboxing videos of 
Sometimes things that don't need unboxing videos. <laughs> well, Norm, if you're listening, uh, after last week's recording session, he played us some of your videos off yeah. camera. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah and, pretty and it's fun because, you know, we... Uh, well, not so, to mention, I, li I like his life hack videos. Yeah. Oh, man, the one with the sandwich. The sandwich was, was good. good. The like sandwich that. life hack, yeah. Slice your, slice your sandwich. So if you need good advice or boxing gun videos for things like, I he might have done a sewing machine at one point. Like, <laughs> really? Absolutely watch the Super Salt 9 channel. So. Perfect. All right. Well, we, we, we pimped at least one of his channels. Yeah. yeah. And, and Norm will be back in a future podcast, I'm sure. I, I guarantee it. He's probably mad that we bring, bring him in for this one because <laughs> we played his music, but that's yeah. pretty funny. Actually, you know, I've got a lot of uh, remixes of his. He's got a lot yeah. of like. Yeah, Norm might get another remix. So he'll, he'll have his chance. That was a really good one, too. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. All right, well, I'll go next, and uh, I am doing uh, yet another remix, or, well, I don't know if you would call this a remix. I guess a cover with vocals, if you will. I am doing a song called Link, He Comes to Town. Now, do either <laughs> of you know this? No, but it sounds like Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> so I'm surprised that, Aaron, that you don't know this, because this, this actually retreads some ground that you brought up last week, which is Flash videos. Yeah. So this is from... This is for if we have any younger listeners, I don't know if we do, but we're going to go back to the days of the Internet of flash videos before YouTube uh, ever was even conceived. Um, what, what you would watch online was flash videos because they were very uh, lightweight in, in, in a manner of speaking. They didn't take a lot of encoding. They didn't take a lot of time to download. And so back when bandwidth was terrible and everyone was on dial up. Well, flash videos were YouTube where it's was at. born out of flash video. It uses flash. Yeah, it uses a flash base, player. Base exactly. Until, it's all, you know, it's all HTML5. HTML5 now. Yeah. Actually, you can turn off HTML5. <laughs> can you still turn it off? You can, yeah. Oh, I thought I thought they like forced I, everyone I on. got a plug-in for my browser. That, oh, okay. That <laughs> okay. You, can, you can force off HTML5, and, okay. which is good for certain situations. So. Yeah. So, yeah, Link, he comes to town. So this is, I have to, I have to give all credit. Absolutely. To this one, to my girlfriend. She introduced <laughs> me to this. This is one of her favorites. She actually, I was talking to her because she was like, she was upset because she's, she always says that she's the bigger Zelda fan than I am. And, and she probably is. She's played more Zelda games than I have. Um, and uh, she's definitely played Ocarina of Time more times than I have. She's, she kind of did the Twilight Prince, the thing that you did with Twilight Princess with Ocarina of Time mm -hmm. when she was younger, which was to play it every year. Mm -hmm. She should replace you next episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she, she needs a guest spot to yeah, talk about Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. I, I don't know if she's got the hosting abilities, but Just she definitely has the Zelda knowledge. Get her to say, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll have her do the what's up, everybody, and then I'll just take over. Yeah, yeah that'd be pretty good. But... Um, so this is uh, the artist. So this is an interesting one. So everyone thought uh, the, the weird part of this song is everyone thought this was written by a, a band called System of a Down, which oh, yeah. I'm sure most people are familiar with. Um, there was a like <laughs> back to the early days of the Internet, you would find something and then like there wasn't a Wikipedia to tell you where it was from and what it was. This was oh, really, it. really common. Everything was miscredited. Yeah, yeah. everything. But it yeah. was so that yeah. they could get uh, recognition. So it would it would spread around and people would listen to it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, some people would intentionally do it so that yeah. it would spread or or it was just like, who knows what this is? It kind of sounds like the singer from System of a Down. Well, it's probably him. Every movie theme in the world was attributed to the composer to John, John Williams. Williams. <laughs> it didn't matter what the movie was or yeah. who the actual composer yeah. was. It was be like, no, this is by John Williams. I yeah. actually know this. Now that you said system oh, really? down. And, and I actually I just jogged your memory. No, but unless you've researched this, 
I actually think it is the lead singer of System of a Down. It's not. It's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> it sounds like him. Exactly. And, so, I, and I've always thought it was. <laughs> so this was actually done by a little tiny like indie band called The Rabbit Joint. <gasps> what? You know The Rabbit Joint? I know this song. Oh my song. God, look at I've this. I've got this song. Yeah. Okay, so this is all this. Yeah. <laughs> Discovery. And Discovery this is everywhere. how I found it. it was exactly how you described yeah. the System of a Down. Okay, and then uh, the two guys in The Rabbit Joint, um, who it's credited to, are a guy named Joe Joe. Pileman and Josh Balding. And um, the Flash video is uh, Link to the Past is the Flash video. And so uh, anyway, let's give it a listen. <laughs> and uh, these two guys can take a little walk down memory lane and then we'll come back and talk about some other stuff. Link, here come to town. There's an actual video for this? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen the video for this either. I remember originally downloading this song like way back in the like Napster days, yeah. LimeWire yeah. and Napster days. And because I was just searching for Zelda songs in general. And this is like one of the only ones that came up. True. So yeah, I, yeah. I've never actually seen, I never knew there was a video associated with oh, it. Oh yeah. We probably download the same file too. Yeah, exactly. Just I'm like, sure we did. Just like how we both had the same bubble bobble redneck. Exactly. Remix. I still have this song on my phone yeah. too. So yeah. like I, I carry this song with me everywhere it's I go. It's just so catchy right <laughs> but what did you say the name was uh the artist the actual no 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 the, the, the name, name of the, of the track because oh, it's just link he come to town link he come to town that's not what i have it on no uh, um, as it, that wasn't what it was that's not what the file name was when i actually downloaded it way back when so. yeah so that's actually i think that was the actual track name so yeah. um like i was saying like in the early days of the internet there was no information and it, you would find something and you would be like this is cool and you'd save it to your phone or, or well, not your phone you'd save it to your computer at the time and then you just listen to it for yeah. fun um but as soon as you said the rabbit joint, like, yeah, yeah I but, know. I, like, it was credited <laughs> properly when I downloaded okay, it. Okay, so, so that's cool. So the person I have to give credit to for all the information that I have, which is not much out there, is the guy who actually re-uploaded the Flash animation on YouTube. And his uh, YouTube username is Shadow Shadowfeed, I would say. So it's Shadow and then F-I-E-D. Um, so he was like... I don't want it like he, he kind of took it as like uh, that. It was just wrong that everyone thought it was system of a down. <laughs> so he's like, no, it's not system of a down. It's these rabbit joint. Is this Joe? Just Joe Pleeman guy who's still out there making music like he's he is an artist. He is a musician <laughs> and he has his own website. It doesn't mention anything no, about Linky. Maybe down, this was an embarrassing part of his history. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's probably the thing that he like doesn't want to yeah. be famous. for. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't system of a down, if it wasn't mislabeled, though, I may not have ever come across it. That's the thing. And if yeah. and if that's true for me, that's probably true for a lot of people. Yeah, well, it's funny that I don't know. Like when you got it, because of course we like we said we probably got it both back in the ancient days yeah. of downloading. Napster, like yeah. mine was actually credited to the rabbit joint. And so. see if I saw something that was 
labeled like system of a down version of whatever, yeah. I'm more likely to click it because I'm aware of the band versus yeah. the one you're talking about, the actual true composer, nothing against them, but you've I'm, never heard of maybe, them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I still would have downloaded it, but I'm more likely to be curious about system of down doing a legend of Zelda cover. Right. Well, yeah. Speaking of ancient remixes is that I actually like, cause songs were actually hard to find way, way back then in those early mm -hmm. download days. And there's another song that I got around the same time. That's also a Zelda remix, and I just want to throw this out there to see if you guys have ever heard of it. Do you, was with the name Salamander Square ring a bell? Okay. No, no, no. All right, there's another, there's another <laughs> obscure ancient Zelda remix. If you want to look it up, is, yeah, there's, uh, there's a good, take good a look one for, to look up. Take yeah. a look for the Zelda song from <laughs> Salamander Square. The the reason why I always thought the system of a down one was legit is because I had a, a story playing in my head that the the, the band was like almost having like a bit of an intermission. Like the guitarist was tuning his guitar or changing guitars backstage. So, oh, okay. so the lead singer just like started, started doing this Zelda song. <laughs> it's like That's just awesome. a rehearsal. Yeah, somebody song. recorded yeah. it. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. That could so, be the real story and they just don't want to say. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they like they, they just, like somebody yeah. from the rabbit joint knew somebody from System of Down and they're just like, we're just going to give you this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, the only other things I've written down here are um, so this it was a, how it originally launched. It was a flash video that accompanied the song. And uh, or or how most people, not how it really launched, but how most people came to know it, uh, was through the flash video. And this, yeah, the shadow feed, um, cut it. He went and recorded the flash video, like just through his browser window, and like found a better uh, quality version because flash video early on didn't very, have very good quality audio. Mm -hmm. uh, found a better quality audio and cut it back together. So um, I really recommend you go watch the video, not because. It's that funny, and there are like a bunch of videos done of this song, but um, because it has subtitles, and it, I didn't know what they were saying until I watched the video. <laughs> so, <laughs> for like half the song is like just because it's like he he's kind of speaking with an accent, so it's hard yeah. to ex understand half of what he's saying. He's so. just shouting about things that Link does. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> you should tweet this the video out so I can find it later. Sure, I'll tweet yeah, out. The, uh, yeah, that's what I'll, I'll tweet out the video I've so you of, can find it in the podcast feed. Yeah, I've known of the song for since it came out. Like what, maybe yeah. fifteen years ago? Uh, Two thousand one is when the video hit. Yeah, so about that, maybe a little longer, but I never once knew there was a video. Yeah, so yeah I can't awesome. believe you even picked that song. That is like, to me, that is like, I've never heard anyone talk about that song before. Yeah. I was not aware of the video or if it was ever like even a viral, like an early meme or anything yeah. like that. Well, like yeah. I said, all credit goes to Stephanie yeah. and I don't know where she found it. She probably just the same thing, right? Just like browsing around and, and stumbled across it, yeah. right? But never thought I would discuss that she specific said, song with anybody. She said, <laughs> as a personal favorite yeah. to me, you have to play this song. So I was like, all right. This is the kind of song that would float to the top in the early days when there wasn't a lot of remixes yeah, and covers yeah, out there. Yeah. And nowadays, because like, well, for one, it's old, so yeah. you're not going to come across it as, as frequently, but um, there's so much more out there. Yeah. So this was cream of the crop at the time because yeah. there was no crop. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was all just cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that, I'm glad I could take you guys on a little trip down oh. memory lane there, but that's fantastic. That's, I don't think funny. I've heard that since... Yeah, the yeah, 90s, for years, 2000, whenever it came 2000s, out. 2000s, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Jordan, what do you have for us? Well, I'm going to take us back even further <laughs> than that. Let's start in 1875. What? Oh, my God. We the are first going Zelda game from 1875. <laughs> we're going far back. 1875. There's a French composer by the name of Maurice Ravel from France. Oh yeah, Ravel. You know him? Yeah, I heard of him. 
then you might know one of his more famous tunes, Bolero. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. We're, this is where we're going to start. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. I've even heard this one. Yeah. He's uh, So some call his famous tune, Bolero, a Spanish ballet. Uh, others call it a hero's anthem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, How appropriate. Very appropriate. <laughs> the piece he originally orchestrated was in 1928. He had already composed a few other songs. So how does this tie into Zelda? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't, <laughs> and I just thought you should hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, It'd be so funny. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a, game, a song from 1827. Now I'm going to talk about Zelda. don't <laughs> listen to video game music anymore, yeah. but I need to tell you about this guy. <laughs> so, yeah, so he created this um, piece originally. I, you know, I could be butchering the details here, but um, for um, a Spanish... Uh, dancer. So that's kind of where the tie-in to the Spanish ballet comes from. He also has uh, his mother, I believe, is Spanish. So he has a bit of a cultural influence. Um, so he created this theme and it was unlike anything else he ever had ever done because um, this was a super repetitive song. Like he, one day, he, the story goes, this melody got stuck in his head and he started playing it out on the piano and he's like, that's the song. And what he did was when he built up the song, he just looped it over and over and over again. And the loop goes for 15 minutes. But as the song builds, it progresses, um, more instruments are added. So by the time you get to the end of the 15 minutes, you have the full orchestra playing. And then at the very end of the 15 minutes, it's almost like everybody crashes at the same time. It's just like, bow, and it's over. But it's cool. It's a record scratch. <laughs> but <laughs> so the song like starts off really soft. And I've even seen some live performances of it where the conductor starts conducting with a toothpick. <laughs> and, That's and, awesome. and so that just kind of gives you like the idea of like it starts off really slow and, and, and melodic and then it builds up and it gets grander and grander. Um, but there's this there's this snare drum that plays. It's got this like marching beat like that. Da, 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 da. And you can see how this could almost sound like something that belongs in Zelda. But before we go any further, I want to play Bolero so everyone knows what we're talking about. So let's just listen to a piece of that song.
So that was the original Bolero from 1928. How does it tie into Zelda, you ask? I'm glad I, you did I, ask. I am asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, as legend is told, Mr. Legendary Koji Kondo had handpicked this song to be the actual theme song to The Legend of Zelda during its development in the oh, 80s. okay. And it wasn't until the very end of development of the game that he realized this song from 1928 actually still had its copyright. Hmm. So 18, is it 18 or 19? What did I say? 1928. Yeah. 1928. But is, said, is this like the time Koji Kondo totally stole um, Gustav Holst's uh, Mars, the bringer of war for the airship theme in Mario three? Cause he totally stole that song. Well, there's <laughs> yeah, there we could do, we could do a whole podcast on, <laughs> about what, on, on what Nintendo has stolen yeah. oh, because yeah. there's, yeah. there's especially music wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so this song was back. Yeah. 1928 was when the song was first released and okay. it's been copywritten since 1929. Okay. So a year later, yeah. but you would think, you know, I know with movies, a lot of the time it's like 50 years, unless it has special stipulation or yeah. it's a big company it or something. 70 Maybe it's 70, I but thought, I thought so. But it's, you been, it's over the history of copyright. Disney actually was very influential in extending copyright. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so the copyright still stood for Bolero. Uh, and I don't know if they just didn't do their research or if they misunderstood what the, the copyright stand stands were, but, um, and, and funny side fact is that the copyright in a lot of places around the world, not everywhere, but um, expired in as of last year for Bolero. Oh, so really? they wanted so to, I could get it now? Well, now this could be now my theme song. Aaron's yeah. theme song <laughs> to life. So um, nearing the end of development for the very first Legend of Zelda, all of a sudden, we need Koji music. Kondo, we need a new song. So he wrote the song that we all know and love today. But not only that, I said it was towards the end of development of the game. He wrote the entire Legend of Zelda theme song in one day. Yeah. Now, are we talking about are we talking about what plays on the title screen, or are we talking about like the classic Overworld theme? We're t um, are we, like, like, is it one of those specific songs? Are we talking about Zelda One? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, are, we talk, so are we talking about what plays on the title screen? Yes. Or are we talking about what plays in the overworld? Yeah. The, classic the, ti the, the title theme. So the title theme, not yeah. the overworld theme. Well, the overworld theme was never meant to be the theme song, but I think it's become it's the theme become song. It's become the theme song. Because yeah. when, you, when you listen to the title screen theme of the original Legend of Zelda, I don't think they've ever used that again. Like, that was unique to the original Zelda, was it not? Mm. Uh, now you're putting me on the spot, and I can't <laughs> say. Um, I'm sure it's in there somewhere, just because well, because of how they like to do things. Because yeah, of they like how to they like to drop it. drop musical cues in. But um, I don't think I've ever noticed it in another Zelda game where mm. I'm like, this is the title theme. Well, fans, if you're out there and yeah. you're, you're big music nerds, <laughs> please, let us know. yeah, please do. Yeah, but so it was the title theme to Zelda that yeah. um, originally was supposed to be Maurice Ravel's Olero uh, anthem. So, so Koji Kondo in a day, in a he day. created the new theme for. Wow. The original Legend of Zelda. So I'd like to live in a what if kind of universe. What if we actually had Bolero as the original Legend of Zelda theme? Would that would that have translated to the other games? Yeah. Unlike the one we have? I don't know. But uh, there's actually a composer online by the name of he goes by the handle on YouTube. He goes by XX Nick P. XX. Ooh, um, he's got the two X's on either side. That's the one. Yeah. His, his actual, his full name is actually Nick Perrin, and he's a, he's a composer and video game remixer. Well, you know, bless his heart, he had the idea to actually do an 8-bit rendition of Bolero oh, neat. to see what it would be like if The Legend of Zelda actually had Bolero as its theme song. So that's what I want to play you next. Let's take a listen. 
Oh, and, and the great thing about the uh, the 8-bit Bolero that we just listened to is that uh, it's obviously an abridged version. It's not 15 minutes long, yeah. but I love that it retains the uh, the ending where the orchestra falls apart, and it almost sounds like um, a Konami explosion. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the, just that staticky kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I love that sound, though. Like, yeah. that's, it's funny because, like, that was the thing as a kid. I was like, that's not what explosions sound like. And I never really understood <laughs> well, that, like, uh, that's the what they could do, right? Yeah. That's, like, basically the best you could do was to create static with the chip. Yeah. So, but that, it's funny because, like, to this day, like, you see an 8-bit explosion, you hear that sound. Oh, yeah. Head. That's right. If you're building a retro title and you don't have that in there, then you failed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So there's all, one other little piece of inspiration that I think uh, Koji Kondo... Ko- Koji Kondo drew from the original Bolero. He never got to use it, but I kind of wonder if he didn't try a little harder. And I think you know where I'm going with this, uh, or maybe not. You just I'm not. I was just I was just thumbs oh, up to the the, uh, uh, the ending okay. there. It's yeah. The explosion sounds. So, if anyone knows the uh, all the different Ocarina songs in Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. I know that's one of your favorites. I know where you're going. <laughs> There's a theme song called the Bolero of Fire, yep. and mm-hmm. not just the name Bolero being part of the title. When Link plays it on the ocarina, there's actually a marching snare drum that plays in the background as he's playing the song. Yep. And I swear to God, it might not be the exact one from Bolero, but, but you close. hear that and you're like, <laughs> the song is called Bolero of Fire and there's that snare drum. And it's like, that can't be a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. it's probably a, a very, much, a much later, right? Yeah. But a, a, just well, a little tip. A little, little tip. tip. The cap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Koji Kondo, he's... Uh, you know, he's got his influences oh. and he loves to work them in there. So, <laughs> yeah, for so sure. there's almost a century of buildup to uh, some Zelda fact for wow, you. That's good. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. That's that. That was like the that's most the, sideways we've ever gone to come yeah. back to Zelda. It was so. a good history lesson, though. No, it was really cool. Really I was cool. worried you guys might have heard of this before, but I'm nope. really glad you didn't. No, nope, not you know. at all. The, the only thing like I read Bolero and yeah. I was like, oh, Bolero of Fire. And I yeah. thought that was where yeah. you're going to go with it. But. <laughs> Yeah, I made the whole thing up. No, 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 no. <laughs> no it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah, you Very even cool. wrote that song yourself. That <laughs> 8-bit rendition of Bolero, that was all Jordan. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome, actually. Yeah. Like, Show me how to do that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, like we said, usually we would ask Jordan what he's been playing. No, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but uh, we talk about it all podcast, every podcast for the Zelda podcast, So and maybe beyond. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going to skip over that because we've all been praying playing Breath of the Wild, in case you haven't been listening to the other podcasts. or The year is 2024. What in. have you been playing? <laughs> yeah. Breath of the, the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't end. How many hours? Yeah. Two million. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so we're just going to jump into the uh, to the giveaway. And um, so, so far we've added uh, Sword and Sorcery, and we've at Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, I should give it yes. its full title. And uh, we've added World of Goo. And we're going to add another game uh, by the same developer of World of Goo, which is called Human Resource Machine. Um, unfortunately, none of us have played this <laughs> game yet, but I uh, I already own it. Yeah. I just haven't played it yet. I own it too. Got that bundle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, But it's got great reviews. Fantastic oh, yeah. reviews. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's it's kind of a like you're in you're in an office and I know it's got to do with like languages and things like that. So basically what I'm going to say is if you join the giveaway and you win the giveaway and you pick this game, Tweet at us and tell us what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I was mentioning too is that I actually watched when I bought this bundle, I watched the trailer for every Great single game, game yeah. in it. And this is one that stood out to me as being quite interesting looking. And I read some of the reviews on it and like overwhelmingly positive. This is a for highly, sure. highly well regarded game and it looks really interesting. It's 
I'm trying to remember exactly what I saw in the trailer because I saw a lot of trailers that night. Yeah. Almost a weird strategy-esque kind of uh, tone to it as well. Yeah, and it has that World of Goo art style still. So from that same company and obviously the same artist. So it's very cool. So yeah, so the three games in the giveaway uh, for this month will be Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, World of Goo, and Human Resource Machine. Uh, so and to win those games, what or to win one of those games, what do you do? You hop on Twitter and you go to at VGM Generations. Very easy to remember, and you interact with us in any way, shape, or form. Give us a retweet, tweet at us, tell Mike give he's us cute. a like, <laughs> tell Mike he's cute. I'm I'm open he's to compliments. I like. Well, <laughs> I'm tired of being the only one telling him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That'd yeah, be hilarious. You say it all the time, and he's never given you a game. <laughs> no. <that's right. laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? If somebody does that, you win. I'm just going to say that right now. If you write Mike's cute on Twitter, that's an instant win. Game the system. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to play. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Or uh, the other ways you can do is leave us a comment on SoundCloud. Same thing, VGM Generations. Or a uh, review on iTunes. Same thing, VGM Generations. And uh, yeah, and if you just want to get in touch, feel free to tweet at us. Or send us an email at our email address, vgmgenerations at gmail.com. That's it for uh, this week of Zelda games. And uh, we'll be coming to you next time with three more tracks and the game show. Yeah. Yeah. Name. I, I got to get home and play Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you guys next time. <laughs>